We don't slut shame around here. They say we are what we eat. Does that come in organic? So who are you eating? I believe they call that an ethical slut. Can I unplug your phone so I can charge my vibrator? I can't believe he couldn't find it. Fuck it. Let's roll. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, The place to up-level that sexy life of yours. With expert talk on sex, love, and nutrition. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. And at the time of this recording, I am sitting here luxuriating in a silk kimono and my underwear, just singing all kinds of wisdom into my microphone for you all today. <laughs> I was really inspired to come on and talk to you about the lifestyle of sensuality, especially because I'll be launching my Sensual Awakening 14-Day Initiation course online for women, all about how to introduce you to this sustainable lifestyle of sensuality. And I say sustainable because raise your hand, not because I can see your hand raised, but raise your hand if you have tried to be sensual. <laughs> And maybe just fell back into this perpetual habit of moving at lightning speed, you know, rushing around, trying to produce all these things that you can. And I get it because we've created a society that because we have so much technology and because we have so many resources accessible to us, as well as the pressure on us to perform and to achieve and to get things done as soon as we can to be able to be quote unquote successful in this world. Like we have created this rushing go, go, go mentality that isn't necessarily conducive to being connected with our body. Like you can't be sensual and move really fast at the same time. It doesn't work that way, mainly because sensuality requires us to be connected with the body and connected with the senses. So if you've been interested in the sensual lifestyle, but for whatever reason struggled with being able to sustain that type of lifestyle or to sustain a slower pace and more presence in what's going on around you, or maybe even the relationship around pleasure, then I invite you to check out my program, Sensual Awakening. We start March 22nd and it is goes for 14 days, but truthfully, you can take this at your own pace. It is a blend of both live classes or live videos and pre-recorded guides and audio guides and videos, as well as a community, because I find that lasting change occurs with community when we support each other and when we can process the things that the blocks and the barriers and the excitements, the inspirations. So link is in my notes. Tune into that. You've got just two weeks left. <gasps> now, I think it's really, really important to delineate the difference between sensuality and sexuality because both of these terms are so often used interchangeably in our society. And my theory about this is because people are trying to get around like social media terms of use and ads so that their message can be received. Even if it is about sexuality, the word sensuality has a tendency to be more received. Sexuality has a lot of trigger power around it for so many reasons. And one of them based in being because we're in a patriarchal, um, puritanical 
society that gives us mixed messages around <laughs> sexuality is taboo, but also we should talk about it. All very confusing. But to have an understanding that how these two things are different can really empower us in the relationships with our own body. So as a result of the cultural messages and the images that we've seen in media, our bodies have become sexualized. Photos of naked bodies or women with without their tops on have turned into these objects to be for somebody else's arousal, for somebody else's pleasure. And I'm putting all of this in air quotes because these are bodies. And it isn't until we put on them that there is a sexual context that they are mm, intended for that reason. Otherwise, they're just bodies. They're beautiful human bodies to be honored and respected and not turned into something to be used by anyone else in their own sexual fulfillment. Now, am I saying that bodies cannot be used for sexual fulfillment? Absolutely not. I mean, we do this all the time. We are sexual beings. And there's also epic sites like Fans Only, where there is that intention to be able to look at a, at a person's body for a sexual intention. So while the cultivation of the relationship with our sexuality is an important one, and it's important for our being human, it's also really important to develop a platonic relationship with our body. And sensuality helps us to create this. But before we dive into that conversation, because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing, I wanna thank you all for tuning in. I wanna thank you for your reviews on iTunes, especially those little love notes. Those are really nice. They warm my heart. And it really helps this podcast continue to grow. And y'all wanna see me continue to grow, don't you? <laughs> because my goal here is to help you to eat, play, and sex so much better. And if you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show and get my free guides on sex and love. Now, as an avid yogi and sex marathon runner, I don't glimmer. I full on sweat. Sexy, right? <laughs> Which also can make me feel super sore in my body and just get really tired. Signs from my body that I need help with the hydration station. Luckily, I found my new favorite must-have drinks from Elemental Labs. I swear, the most delicious electrolyte drinks with no sugar, no artificial ingredients or colors, so you can be sure that it's all nourishment straight to your sexy body. I love the lemon habanero. Literally, drinking it right now. It's like the best pleasure in my mouth. Link in the show notes for a free sampler pack. Just add shipping and see why I love it. So sensuality versus sexuality. These can both exist together and exist mutually exclusive. Sensuality is the platonic relationship that we have with our body and how we experience the world through full presence and living from our five senses. Our senses being not only the data that is input to our brain from the external environment to signal a reward and threat, but it is also the juice of our every day. Sensuality is the enjoyment, it's the expression, it's the pursuit of physical pleasure, and it is the experience of the world. 
through this mindset that anchors us into the quote unquote now that we may discover the sweetness in everyday ordinary and mundane. Like I'm cleaning my house in my silk kimono and it just makes it a lot more luxurious. <laughs> but in order to achieve it, we have to be able to get out of these busy minds and slow down and become conscious to what pleasantries are unfolding before us. Sexuality is a word that we use to talk about how we understand our bodies and how we understand the relationships and attractions from a more primal sense. And this is driven from more of the innate wisdom as human beings. We can become aware of our sexuality through the expansion of energy buzzing up from deep within. This is arousal, attraction, desire. These are all palpable senses of the word. Sexuality can include both our gender expression or our sexual orientation, you know, what, who and what we're attracted to, as well as the behavior, the act of sex itself, whether it's with us or with another person, as well as really how we move through this world. You know, we can move through this world in our sexuality, in our sexual energy connected to that primal sense. And sensuality can exist in sexuality. And I actually highly recommend this because this is what transforms sexuality away from something that is just the primal sense or just the actions or just the expression of it, but it turns it into a more luscious, delicious, oh, I'm using all the sensual, sensual words, like yummy, experience of a journey instead of a destination or whatever end point we're seeking. It makes pleasure the intention instead of orgasm per se. And I believe that when we can move away from this identification around sex as having to lead to orgasm or the act of sex, I should say, leading to orgasm, then we become aware of all of the intricacies and the nuances and the enjoyment that exists all along the way from moment to moment to moment that is felt through our body with ourselves, with our partner, with the surrounding environment. Sensuality in sex is when we can smell our partner and it's a major turn on. It contributes to that sexual arousal or when we can feel their skin beneath our fingertips or we can connect with the breath between us and our partner and we can sync up with one another. Maybe it's with the help of music in the background that creates a beat that the both of you can connect to and your bodies can move more synchronistically. It's ultimately getting out of your head and back into the body where all of this experience <laughs> happens. Like sex happens in the body. I mean, I get it happens in the head through fantasy, but there's more expansiveness that can occur in the body, mainly because you can become attuned to, I mean, not only all of these sensual pleasantries, but also tune into the body and how it might be tense or how different positions can be too awkward for us to be able to fully surrender and let go to welcome more pleasure. 
I even practice sensuality in my sexuality when I'm using lube in my personal self-pleasure or partner play. So whether you have a vulva or a cock, sex is just so much better with lube. <laughs> it makes everything more easeful. It's silky smooth. It makes everything a lot more sensational. Lube reduces friction, which increases comfort in sex and minimizes feelings of soreness or irritation or painful sex. And it helps us to be able to relax more into the pleasure without or with less worry from pain, from dryness that can occur. And when I'm asked by other people what I use for lubrication, I share that Uber Lube has been at my bedside for years. In total plain sight, because I really like being edgy like that. And it's also long lasting and feels like silk between your fingertips. It feels like my silk kimono that I'm wearing right now. <sighs> and truthfully, you can use lube whether you have your own natural lubrication or whether you experience a lot of dryness. I think there's a lot of shame out there, shame messages around you only use lubrication if you can't produce enough lubrication for yourself. There's also a lot of misinformation about, well, if you're not lubricating yourself naturally, then you're not aroused enough or you're not turned on enough or you don't desire me or you think that I'm ugly. And all of this is just a shit. Like <laughs> there are so many reasons that our body can respond with with its own natural lubrication and not. And I, all of our bodies can benefit from from more lube, more lube. <laughs> Feeling is everything. And Uber Lube feels really good. Truthfully, it's designed with luxury and intimacy in mind. And it is doctor recommended. And I don't mean just by me. <laughs> there's no scent, there's no taste. It works really well underwater. And truth, and like a little bit just goes a long way. So use code EPS10 for 10% off. The link is in the show notes for you. Easy enough. Sensuality can also exist in sexuality because it connects us with our memory system in the brain, like where our senses are perceived or picked up in the brain. That is also the place of our memories, which is pretty cool. So when we smell something in the air, that perhaps reminds us of a specific person, it will activate the associations that we've made around that person or around sex. So there is this very specific black candle from Bath and Body Works. I think it's called Tuxedo, but I swear every time I smell it, I, my whole body goes into this melty sensation. It's just like, I get really turned on because it does smell like a very classy man who's just gonna come over to my house and just like ravage me while he's all dressed up in a black, black suit himself. Mm. Or <laughs> every time I visually see a woman's bare back, like I have to admit, I get turned on. It's just so sexy the way that their backs are smooth and just like, uh. or when I feel the sensation of a caress on my face or the taste of, a, of the lips of my lover's kiss or the smell of a musky scent of a man's cologne, my body just lights up with this primal energy, that same primal energy that I had talked about before existing from deep within my body. Oh, if you're not turned on, I don't know. I don't know what else to do for you. 
On the other hand, sensuality can also exist alone. It can stand alone. We can be sensual in the way that we move and interact with our day. It's being grounded in the body and walking in a way that we are fully aware of things like the cool texture or temperature of the air against our face or the pressure of our feet to the earth, the texture of fabric to our skin. Or yesterday I was at the beach and I was really connected with the way that the sand felt gritty and also cold underneath my feet. We connect with and we celebrate these sensations. And when we practice this state of being, we actually open ourselves up to discover even more potential in passion. Passion is emotion. Passion is feeling. So when we're practicing feeling, when we're practicing connecting with the body, when we're practicing mm, noticing the emotions as they're alive in our body or noticing how our body contracts and expands to things around us, we not only cultivate the skill of pleasure, we cultivate the skill of desire and we cultivate the skill of learning about our own intuition and strengthening the voice from within. All of this is interrelated. Like imagine if we are practicing tuning into the contractions and expansions of our body, meaning that our body is constantly picking up these cues in our environment that are either dangerous or we perceive as dangerous or that we perceive as safe. And from learning what the, how the body is reacting to that, we can tune into that, listen and learn about the story that our body is creating around it and more easily learn to decipher whether that is something that is out of protection for, for something that we need to stay in protection for, if this is something that we can then start engaging in ways to be able to open ourselves up or move closer towards a connection end of the spectrum. Otherwise we can find ourselves getting really frustrated with our bodies and like, why get angry that our bodies are doing something wrong, quote unquote, or that our bodies aren't acting in a way that we want them to. Like, I think we've received so many messages to mind over our body, right? You know, or push through something or just make yourself get through it. And this is further creating a mistrust with our bodies where there's so much intelligence that resides in our bodies that our brain is really intelligent as well, but it also creates stories. And so if we instead learn to marry the two together, the mind and the body, we gain so much more power for ourselves to understand what is true in our bodies. What can we, and then what does our body need to be able to move forward? You know, what does it need to be able to um, open up more? And the cultivation of desire is also very similar. You know, if we, mm, we have been in this culture that, and, and I guess I'll speak for myself because I'm from the Midwest. And if you're from the Midwest, holla at you, girl. I, 
grew up with this mentality of putting others before myself. So anytime people would ask me, you know, where do you want to go to eat? Or what do you want to do this afternoon? Or when we get together, what sort of things do you want to get into? I would typically default to, it doesn't matter to me. I'm easy. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm very flow, you know, that kind of thing. But it wasn't actually true. But what was interesting was I wasn't truthfully connected with what it is that I wanted. Why do so many of us short circuit at that question? What do you want? You know, whether this is in sex or whether this is which lollipop do we want? <laughs> it is because now the responsibility is on us to figure that out. And what if what we want is not in alignment with what the other person wants? Then there's this risk of losing the connection that we have with the other person. Conflict. The idea of conflict is that one person has one idea and the other person has a different idea and they just aren't matching. And that's okay, but it does trigger this part in ourselves of fear of rejection or fear of not belonging anymore or being ostracized. So learning how to desire is a critical skill. And that isn't to say that you can't change your mind later. But how important it is, if we want to start creating the life that we want, if we want to create the sex life that we want, then we've got to learn what it is that we want. So sensuality helps us to better connect with the reactions of the body so that we can tune into the story that is there and learn what is it that we want, ideally. Now, when we know ideally what we want, then we can thank our body, be grateful for the body expressing that. And then perhaps maybe we don't have the thing at, uh, available to us, but we still are grateful for our body for expressing itself. And then we ask ourselves again, is there something within the resources that I have that can help me or meet my body in a place that's meaningful for me now? Now, Sexuality can also exist in sensuality. So previously we talked about how sensuality can exist in sexuality. Sexuality can exist in sensuality. As you devote yourself to listening to the world with your body and your senses, you might at times experience that flutter of sexual arousal forming, even when the activity is non-sexual in nature. Depending upon where you are in your relationship with your own sexuality, you will have your own thoughts and feelings around this occurrence or around that flutter sensation in the body. For some of us, this can bring up a lot of fear. It can bring shame. It can be uh, excitement, annoyance, whatever it is, simply note it, breathe into it, be kind to yourself. If it's disturbing, I invite you to recall a safety cue, like a person or a place that you feel safe and connected with, just to help you shift out of that disturbing feeling. But you can also consider giving yourself the permission for it to be here in your body. Your indulgence and your delight of your senses can inspire turn on and does not need to do anything with it. Sexual desire or sexual arousal doesn't need to be put anywhere. It doesn't need to be acted upon. It doesn't need to be given to anyone. You can just let the flutter or the tingles be alive in you 
just for the enjoyment of the feeling attached to nothing else. You can think of it as making love with your, with your day or with the world. It's like that moment when you moan, when you take a delectable bite of food or you take a sip of your cacao latte and it just is like, oh, or you feel tingly sensations in your body when listening to a damn good playlist. I know that you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we all have those, those songs who get us riled up in that feeling. <laughs> so to remember to slow down and consciously look for these moments that feel good to the touch, that are beautiful to look at, that smell delectable, that sound soothing and taste delicious. Every moment is filled with sensual pleasures if we choose to search for it and appreciate it. The sensuality can exist with sexuality. They are not the same. Sexuality can exist in sensuality and it doesn't have to. The same principle exists with self-pleasure. You know, we say that word and we all have this image pop up into our mind of what we believe that that means. Self-pleasure does not need to be sexual. I actually believe it is beneficial to cultivate that platonic relationship with our body in pleasure so you can utilize it anywhere at any time. So let's define self-pleasure even. Let's expand that definition as any act of affection and caressing of the body. This can be gliding your hands across the contours of your body. This is caressing your breasts or caressing your chest or your cock. This is running your fingers through your hair while you circle your hips and make moaning sounds. This can be the dance that your body moves through and writhes through or, or, and notice how I am bringing up different, different body parts because this is important to emphasize both sensuality and sexuality and self-pleasure is for every gender identification and every orientation. It, again, is simply the platonic relationship of you and your body. <laughs> now, as you are enjoying your body, as you are delighting in the pleasure of your body, this might, again, inspire an arousal of sexual feeling in the body, like a buzz or a tingle, and that's okay. If you want to follow that into deeper erotic pleasure, be my guest. But the point I'm making is that you don't have to. Now, if you're joining me for my Sensual Awakening program, I'm going to give so many tips and tools of how to access the sensuality and how to access the sexuality and how to differentiate the both. Um, and foundationally for sensuality, it is learning the skill of slowing down and connecting with your body. And the best tip for that the best, like this is where it all starts, is connecting and deepening and slowing your breath down. Because when we are in a fast pace, the breath is more rapid. And we're more in this hyper aroused state that isn't so connected with our body. <laughs> Typically more connected with our head, more in a hyper vigilance. So to slow the breath and connect with it, 
can drop us into the body to where we can open, we can relax, and that way our sensory receptors also open so we can be more sensitive. And it can be as simple as elongating the inhales and the exhales. So my favorite way of doing this, I invite wherever you are, even if you're operating heavy machinery, because this will probably chill you the fuck out. Exhale all the stagnant air out of your body. Draw the navel in towards the spine. And from the lowest part of your belly, take a deep breath in through your nose. Feel your belly expand, feel your rib cage expand, holding as much breath in as possible. Slow to exhale through your nose. Drawing the navel back in towards the spine, releasing every last drop. Deep breath in from the lower belly. Expand, expand, welcome more. Create spaciousness in your body. Exhale through your nose. Pressing every last drop out. And one more time, deep breath in. Hold. Open mouth, exhale. And notice what exists in your body. Notice how you hold yourself. Notice any texture of energy. The rhythm and depth of your breath the muscles of your face, your shoulders. And notice what you can of the environment around you. Now, for those of you who want to cultivate more of the sexuality in your sensuality, try that same practice, but bringing your attention down into your womb, into your pussy, your vulva, your flower, whatever you want to call her, whatever your relationship is with her, or your cock, your dick, your penis, or any other expression of your genitals. And breathe from that space. So imagining your breath moving all the way down into this space because that attention to our genitals can connect us to the more of that primal sense of energy that exudes in our sexuality. So that's my musings about one of the most powerful tools that I have found for myself, sensuality. It has saved my life, truthfully, from all kinds of medical issues and challenges, even to the quality of my life that I live and my continuing expansion of my erotic potential because it all starts there with the body and the relationship that we hold here with the body. So I hope that this inspires you to join me and the community of women around sensual lifestyle for a sensual awakening. And if you have any questions, email me because I want to see you in there. Lovers. Thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, hit subscribe and head over to eatplaysex.com to connect with me and grab my sexy guides. 
because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which will improve every aspect of your life. Until next time, keep it sexy.